Hello, this is Pastor Paula with your devotion for today. I've been sharing my favorite lines in the Bible, and I have shared lots of lines that have given me great comfort in my life. Today, I want to share a part of the Bible that has been challenging me for years. The last book of the Bible is the book of Revelation. And towards the beginning of the book, John writes letters to seven different churches. Some are very encouraging and sweet, and some, like the letter I'm about to read, are challenging, to say the least. This is John's letter to the church in Laodicea from Revelation 3. And the, to the angel of the church in Laodicea write, The words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of God's creation. I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. For you say, I am rich, I have prospered, and I need nothing, not realizing that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire, so that you may be rich, and white garments, so that you may clothe yourself, and the shame of your nakedness may not be seen, and salve to anoint your eyes, so that you may see. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline, so be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. The one who conquers, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. You who have an ear, listen and hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Years ago, when I was doing a semester of seminary in Washington, D.C., I took a class on the book of Revelation at Howard Divinity School. I remember well studying the letters to the churches, and this one has stayed with me. How I wish you were either cold or hot, but you're lukewarm, and so I will spit you out of my mouth. Laodicea was near some fresh springs and some thermal water, waters that were cold or hot. Lukewarm water there meant that the water was polluted, because if water got lukewarm, it had become stagnant and could really hurt you if you drank it. Another thing about this letter is how tender the words that are used for the little church are. If I remember correctly, the word for love in verse 19 is the strongest word for love there is in Greek, and this is the only church of the seven that gets such a strong and tender word of love. So the fact that they are lukewarm, the fact that they just seem to care about riches and creature comforts, the fact that they are vain and haughty, the fact that their faith seems to have become an afterthought, is all the more sad when one realizes how very much they are loved by God. I was the minority in my class at Howard. It was powerful to discuss this letter with other students for whom a lukewarm faith seemed to be no faith at all. It drove me to my knees when I thought of how many times my faith is a lukewarm afterthought. 
I'm thinking of how often I trust in the things of this world, like my status or my pension or my abilities, of how little I exercise my faith muscles in activities like prayer or reading the Bible just for fun, of how I like to take the easy way out rather than standing up for others who might need my voice. Oh, we are all lukewarm sometimes. It can be hard to be on fire for Jesus all the time. And I don't know about you, but for me, I think most of the time I'm lukewarm. It's because I'm afraid. Afraid to offend. Afraid of the time it takes. Afraid my comfortable life might be changed. And so with love, with great love, a letter is written to people like me. Let it go. Trust in God. Put God at the center of your life and all that other stuff won't matter. God stands at the door and knocks. Let God in and see what happens. God wouldn't ask if he didn't have something amazing in store for us.